Welcome to the CTG Nation podcast, episode 36. It's been a minute. All three of us have been super busy with our own, you know, own professional goals and our personal lives and stuff. Um, so just a little catch up here at first, and then it's not going to be a long episode, but we've got a couple things to talk about. We're going to get into what I've dubbed kind of my, my action sermon with some stuff that's happened um, in the workplace with all three of us recently, and then maybe uh, maybe some kind of tips at the end that kind of will go along with my action sermon as I've kind of dubbed it after I started writing it out. So on my end... Um, I'm still just grinding, just working, got SRT selection coming up. I've got a corporal board coming up. Um, just, you know, just general time and service, um, type accomplishments. Uh, well, not even accomplishments, just goals right now. Um, Bobby's been traveling and training his ass off. Um, he's literally out of town right now again. Um, on top of that, he basically has a a brand new four-legged child that we talked about and he's still an absolute terrorist he's a little better but it's a german shepherd so he's he's a lot he's a lot of energy um and then kyle kyle's been kind of off the grid he he he's been working on his personal life right so he's he got married so everything that goes into that they had a big crazy wedding like everybody uh you know came down from new hampshire uh in the Northeast where they're from and he married a local girl. So they were all kind of here close by in the Midlands. And then he's been working on a lot of stuff, um, at work being kind of a part-time bomb guy and all the training that goes into that. So, uh, Bobby and Kyle are basically just turning into, you know, bomb squad, Seaburn type guys. I'm just out here running the street. So that's a quick catch up, um, just with us. So, I had a couple things I was milling about, uh, talking about today, but I'd had some, had some notes where, you know, I just write stuff down in the middle of the night or you'll, you know, be parked behind the the food line, trying to do a report and you'll think of something or something from work. And, um, so I kind of called this, I'm going to call it my, my action sermon. So what do I mean by that? Um, in law enforcement, there's always a, a balance of how you like to police, how other people like to police. Some people are a little bit more forgiving with that than others. Some people think that their way is the only way, which anybody that listens to the podcast knows that's stupid. Um, and that can also like get you hurt or even just cause um, just unnecessary tension in the workplace. So a very a saying that I've been pushing a lot, um, and, and if some of the language is, is a little aggressive for today's law enforcement or whatever, um, if anybody's actually seen me in a work capacity, they know that I'm not an aggressive person on the street, uh, just in general. You know, some people just come off abrasive all the time. I'm, I'm not like that. So this is just what you need to have in your head because you got to be mentally prepared, you know, you got to be a step above in your head just in case shit goes bad on a scene, right? So, big saying I've been saying and I don't I can't really think of why I've been pushing it really hard, but just speed and violence of action. So, I'm not talking about, you know, a normal larceny call or whatever. I'm talking about 
when stuff gets a little dicey, you know, up to um, deadly force encounters, um, when you make these kind of decisions, not everybody is going to agree with you. There's going to be people that have worked, um, you know, in, in the office uh, for 15 years. There's going to be people that um, just police different than you in general. Um, so just kind of take those judgments with a grain of salt, really. You can't let it uh, bother you too much, okay? I mean, as long as you're within the law and within policy, fuck them. So, so what do I mean by speed and violence of action? You can only do this if you've been training continuously, and that's not necessarily at the range. I mean, that's, you know, you're training your brain too. So staying up on case law, um, you know, hashing out um, calls for service after the fact with, you know, maybe you have different officers that you want to kind of get their opinion, like, hey, how did you handle this? Uh, You know, what should we have done differently? Um, just to kind of hot wash it, like a little, little bit of an after action. And I try to do that as much as possible because I want to get, I don't know, I'm one of those people that's okay with getting a lot of opinions from other people or just not even opinions, but just, you know, their experience. Um, so speed and violence of action. A big thing I always think of when I was growing up playing sports was, and I got told this a lot because I was, I've been known to overthink things in the past. <clears throat> I'm a little bit better about it now, personally. Um, to don't think, react. Again, that only really works if you've been training and trying to better yourself. You don't want to be going off the cuff um, without a little bit of forethought, you know. Um, all three of us have stories, um, and maybe we can have more of a story time episode with this so I can get you more legitimate examples or if you all want uh, us to expand on any of these talking points with like real-life stuff. Those type of hesitations, will um, it can get you hurt. It can get your coworkers hurt. It can get people on scene hurt. It can get your, you know, your victims hurt more. Um, if you're not prepared mentally and physically to just, just execute, um, because a lot of these quick decisions, if you have educated, trained decisions, it kind of eliminates a lot of problems on the front end. Um, not that really intimidation is a tactic, but if you're sharp mentally and physically on a scene, to put it simply, people aren't going to fuck with you. You can spit out the knowledge and use your brain when you need to, and then you, you know, use your muscle and go hands on if you need to. Um, because I've just seen so many people freeze just in training environments, even in the simplest training environments where you know it's completely controlled. Um, but I mean, I mean. We've all had 
your trainings where you use airsoft and you have like a fog machine and all this and you play some loud music and it's like all scenario based and you always have that one dude that just freezes at the door that just doesn't have any experience. They didn't know they're gonna have to do this. If they got into law enforcement, maybe it was their first time doing anything like that. Um, but that's why you do that in trainings where you don't freeze in a door on a call for service. <clears throat> and then you also got to think of when you're on those scenes, who you want, who you want with you. I've told people to get off of my scenes. Um, because of some recent events, I I wish I had told some people that, uh, more, um, not that I've had scenes go completely haywire, but sometimes people just need to fuck off and let you do your job. Um, even if that's another officer, um, so going off of the hesitation aspect of that, um, so what is that? Is it, is it fear? Or like, what are you, what are you actually scared of? Why are you freezing? Um, some people call it, uh, code black, um, graying out. There's, there's all kind of different things. So I usually try to use, uh, code black and that's in the Cooper's color code. Fucking Google it. You should all know what that is. If you listen to anything we talk about. So what is that? So that's like the highest level of stress. That is a catastrophic breakdown from you not being mentally and physically prepared, um, usually for a violent encounter. Um, you do not want to be there. You're probably going to die and, or somebody around you is going to die because, you just weren't prepared in whatever, whatever aspect. Um, this is getting people hurt on the road all the time. Um, just if you follow any law enforcement, Instagram pages, uh, read any law enforcement news stories. Uh, I mean, I've heard stories of, officers being in a, you know, a stressful situation and they put their, you know, to try to diffuse the situation or deescalate, they like put their gun on the ground and just completely disarm themselves and then get fucking beaten to death. Um, that's stupid. I'm all about deescalation. You got to know when to throttle up and throttle down, but that's just, that's just dumb. So Training correctly and taking these actions. You also got to be prepared for people to judge them. Uh, That might be some type of review board at your department. That might be uh, your peers. It might even be something that ends up uh, being on the news. But... If you train correctly and you're a good public servant and abide by laws, uh, laws first, uh, laws first and then policies second. Um, 
because I don't, not everybody is going to agree with every policy at their department. And that even dictates, you know, how you police, how your department polices and everybody's got it. Everybody does a little different, you know, city of Charleston is going to do stuff different than other rural counties in the state. Um, just a South Carolina example. Um, but just be up to date with that and it'll, it'll save you, it'll save you some stress. Um, you don't have to be in law enforcement long for them to fucking review something to go to IA, you know, internal affairs, um, to be on some type of review board for somebody to question your decision on say a, uh, like a promotion board. Some stuff will be brought up there. Scenarios will be put out. Most of those scenarios are, um, not necessarily scenarios. They're just rehashing shit that actually happened. Um, at that department or perhaps even just bad examples of bad officers. So that's why you really got to think through some of that stuff and then have also good leadership around you that understands you and how you police. And of course, always write a good fucking report or after action or whatever you got to do. Um, within your department because everybody's everybody's going to do it a little different all right um i had a lot of other topics i wanted to talk about like i said i'm going to keep this one short and sweet so i'm going to shoot for around the 15 minute mark um we'll get some other people in here and and have some some longer episodes again but just this is just one thing that's just been sitting uh I don't know, just sitting kind of heavy on me. I just wanted to quickly address it. We hadn't been putting out a lot of episodes. We've been getting lazy. I'm not going to lie. As always, make sure to like, share, review, and subscribe. Um, All of our material, uh, i got to get all of these episodes on YouTube here eventually. Um, We've got a lot of of events coming up with uh, Valkyrie and the Upstate. Um, we're pushing their stuff all the time. Um, we also have our discount code with combat iron apparel, put in CTG 15 for 15% off your total purchase. Um, we're more or less brand ambassadors for them. That kind of, um, that's kind of a new kind of program they're doing because the beginning of Instagram and like paying influencers and all that kind of stuff, it started getting a little pricey. So it's kind of, the game has changed a little bit when it comes to who's pushing material and who gets discount codes and all that. And combat, combat iron apparel is not paying us. It's uh, just a a different kind of program where we share stuff. It gets reshared. They give us percentages off. We get more stuff. We can review more stuff. Um, they have a whole program and it's all out there. If anybody else is, uh, interested in doing that, or you could just use our discount code and it'll help us out and it can actually lead to sponsorships down the road, but we have to grow significantly, um, to accomplish anything like that. So biggest thing is to review and share our stuff. I've been seeing every once in a while come up and we've been making fun of all the, all the TikTok cops. We do not have a TikTok. We're not going to have a TikTok. Um, I believe we have a Twitter account that was just kind of made 
a couple a couple years ago. I think Bobby made it at the beginning just to like be on there, but don't use Twitter. We're not going to use TikTok. Um, quick little TikTok cop punk and sesh. So we were looking at uh, some TikToks the other day because I got some people on shift that have it. There's even, um, you know, every department has certain profiles for business purposes, <laughs> for work purposes. Um, and we just thought how crazy it was. And it all goes back to, I kind of put it back to uh, sex cells. So that's why you see people in uniform that are just getting a bunch of likes because they're fucking hot and they happen to have a badge on, but their material is fucking trash. Um, there's plenty of examples out there. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. You get some hot cop and they have like 30,000 followers and don't put any good material besides them just fucking dancing around. Um, and I mean, we're, <laughs> I mean, we're, we go from the hip sometimes and, you know, drop some F bombs here and there, but, um, you know, we have, I think we push good material biased. Yes. Um, but just a little opinion right there for to jab at all the TikTok cops. Um, think about this action sermon. If you want us to go into more detail about it uh, down the road, we can do that. Um, I think this would probably be another, this might be a prequel to something with, uh, with Brewer, if I can get him back on. Because um, I think out of everybody in our little, our little sphere, he's got the most, um, SWAT or SRT action under his belt in our little, in our, you know, circle of, I don't even want to call us influencers. It's, it's just our fucking friends and work associates. All right, guys, hope you enjoyed whatever you didn't enjoy. You can let me know about that too. Till next time.